Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about establishing a belief system that works. Let's hear what they have to say. Okay, remind me, what is a belief system, Mark? A belief system is putting together what I believe for my family, backing it up with rules, and giving consequences or rewards for either the violation or the performance of those things within my family. It's based upon what I believe. This is what I think and believe to be true, and this is what I want for my family, and this is what I'm asking from my family. And so I put that down in a in a piece of paper. It's not a contract. That's a business contract. Whoa, you're, you're asking me to write this down? I know. It's amazing, but it's saying write it down and post it on your refrigerator so everybody knows this is what our family is about, and this is who we are, and this is how we fulfill what we're about. It's time to talk about the belief system, a sample belief system, actually. Right. You know, when somebody is putting together their belief system, and they're taking 10 different areas from academic to spiritual to social, behavioral, possessions, medical, character, entertainment, you don't want to say, okay, I believe these 12 things about each one of these 10 things. <laughs> go nuts, won't you? It will, and you'll drive your kids absolutely crazy. <laughs> when you start posting 120 different beliefs on the refrigerator. That's a big you, refrigerator. It's a huge refrigerator. <laughs> and so there's a part of it where I go, limit what you believe to one thing. You know, and just stick with one thing. You don't have to correct everything right now. You know, this is much like developing a mission statement for a ministry or a company. It is a purpose statement. It is saying, this is what we believe. So because we believe this, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to encourage you to support it. So this is what you get if you support it. And this is what you get as a consequence if you go against it. When it's all said and done, it's going to tell you what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. That's right. I mean, you'll know that by looking at it. So here's the, here's the first one. Let's say that that in the arena of academics, let's take that first, that our belief would be this. Our children should be able to pass all their classes throughout their high school years. It's a simple belief. So the rule that you place to support that belief is this. There will be no failing grades in school. Mm-hmm. And so the consequence would be if you do have failing grades, no computer times allowed in the home other than for homework until all grades are passing grades. Now, you're not saying that's a hard and fast thing, either the belief, the rule, or the consequence. You're giving it to us as an example, right. and we should understand the bent of our own children and adjust accordingly. Yeah, it needs to be honed in for your family. Somewhere you've got to determine what is the greatest challenge for your family and then put a corresponding consequence that is of greatest worth to your child. Meaning this, if, if I think that disrespect runs rampant in our family, then respect is going to be one of the main issues. And that's part of a character issue, or it may be that this is just one of the things that I need in my family to be straightened out. And so what I want to do, if I think it's the number one thing, is take away the things that's going to motivate my child Mm -hmm. the most. So that's kind of the order of priority. All right. Uh, These are so helpful. Let's outline a few more of these as as time permits here. In the spiritual arena, what would be the belief, the rule, and the consequence? Okay, you may have the belief that our children will attend church or some other resource for spiritual input. Mm -hmm. That gives plenty of fluidness to where you can do what you want. So the rule would be this. 
Our children will attend church at least once a week. And the consequence, if you don't go to church, then you don't go out on a Friday night following. Hmm. You know, so, so a child may say, well, I don't want to go to church. You go, you know what? That's okay. That's your choice. But you don't get to go out on Friday night. And your child may say, okay, leave it alone. Really? Yeah. Leave it alone. That's what you pay. But Because until they pay the price for their choice, they will never understand on Sunday morning again, they may go, wait a minute. I want to go out on Friday. So let it let it go ahead and happen. Let it be their choice and let them determine what they're going to do. All right, we've touched on a couple of these, but let's go ahead and lay them out in this format, the belief, the rule, and the consequence in the social area. A belief may be that nothing good happens after midnight. There it is again. Okay, I, I always say that. So the rule is this, the curfew is midnight on weekends. And the consequence of not following the curfew, now I'm not talking about being late one or two minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, a, a larger amount of time. But the consequence would be that you might lose your allowance for two weeks. You know, and I really believe that you give your kids a lot so that you can take away a lot when they violate these beliefs that, and rules that we have set up within our family. All right. I think we're beginning to lock in on this now. This is very helpful to see the belief, the rule, and the consequence in each of these. Right. Uh, behavioral? A belief may be that each family member should be treated with respect. And so the rule would be all family members, as I mentioned earlier, will be treated with the utmost respect. Now, this on the consequence may be a little bit different because respect is an issue that, that people it's get habitual. Subjective, in. too. It is. Yeah. It is. And they're very habitual in the way they approach it. So the consequence for the first offense, maybe you get grounded for one week. For the a repeat offense, you may be grounded for two weeks and get a loss of a car. And if the if the grounding is not effective or the taking away of a car is not effective, what you may say, because respect is such a big issue, I'm either going to get rid of the computer or I'm going to sell the car. Hmm. Now, do you wow. think if you gave your child a car and they get used to it and you tell them that if you're disrespectful to your mother, you're going to lose the car, do you think you'll see some change in behavior? I think maybe so. <laughs> I think the smart ones would change, you know, on a turn of a dime. Hmm. So that's, a, that's always a good one to put in there about respect. That's a big issue. All right. Under the heading of character, you have a belief, a rule, and a consequence. A belief, an example of that would be that family members should strive to improve their character. I mean, that's just a basic element that should be happening with every child. So the rule would be this. Each family member will have breakfast with either mom or dad once a week to talk about life issues and discuss the future. In addition, one week every summer will be devoted to working on a mission project somewhere. Good idea. You know, it's it's a character development. You can't you don't always say I'm going to take away all these things, but you're going to encourage the growth of some other area. I want to eat with you so that we can spend some time talking about life issues. And so the consequence for not doing that is that you don't get to go out on Saturday night. If you can't eat with me on a Wednesday morning, then you don't go out Saturday night. And if my son comes back and says, Dad, you were the one that missed it this past week, then what you say is, then I have to stay home on Saturday Mm -hmm. night. Turnabout is fair play in these things. And so it's encouraging your child to say, participate with me and you'll get privileges. Don't participate and you'll have some of those privileges taken away. You really have to have all three elements, don't you? You have to have the belief, the rule, and the consequence because take one of them away, the system falls apart. It really does. If I just say, here's the rule and that's it. And I, and I give a consequence every time it's violated. It needs to be based on something because if not, it becomes very subjective. Well, somebody might say that, well, your beliefs are very subjective. Not really. 
My beliefs are very concrete. I know what I believe about those things. You can tell me whatever you want. If I believe that nothing good happens after midnight, you could talk to me till you're blue in the face and you're not going to change my mind otherwise. But if I just come out and say, the rule in this house is it's midnight is the time when you need to be in, then a child's going to buck up against that in some way. And so I need to base it on something foundational. We have to be consistent. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, medical of the belief is? If the belief is that every family member should follow any medical advice, this becomes an issue if you have a diabetic in the home. If you have a child that needs to take medicine for attention deficit or uh, depression, any type of prescription medication that's given or any kind of rehab work that needs to happen with kids in sports. You say, you need to take care of this. This is your deal. You need to do it. And if you don't, then I'm going to take away either iPods, TV, or other electrical devices in the house will be turned off. Possessions. The belief is that, you know, your possession, you know, for your child is bedroom should be clean regularly. Now, even though people will always hear me say, you know, I've never met a kid die because of a messy room. Yeah. There is a part of it that kids learn a standard of cleanliness and excellence and respect by taking care of their room. But if you have one of those that, that you say you're, you need this because you're being trained for something, the rule would be this that a messy room is okay throughout the week, but it must be cleaned every other week. Uh-huh. And cleaning includes dusting, vacuuming, picking up anything that doesn't belong on the floor. <laughs> and if you don't do it, you lose your allowance. I mean, just take away the allowance. And somebody goes, well, okay, I'll give, give my allowance. Leave it alone, because when they begin to realize that they don't have money to do the things they want to do, they'll go back and clean that room. All right, we have four more categories and not enough time to really develop the belief, the rule, and consequence for all of them. But I think the entertainment one is one that we ought to talk about here. It is. You know, it's one of the biggest uh, questions that parents have when they come to seminars. The belief might be this, R-rated movies should not be seen in our home. Now, the belief may be that you don't want your child going to R-rated movies anytime they're living at home. One of the difficulties is when you have a 17- and 18-year-old and 17-year-olds can get into R-rated movies, then you have another issue, and that's just following the rules that you place with your child. But the rule would be this. R-rated movies will be allowed if approved by mom or dad. They must be given to her or him a few days in advance. There are some R-rated movies that might be really good for yeah, a child to see. I was just thinking see. of that myself. And so there's always exceptions to those things for older kids. Now, that doesn't mean you show an R-rated movie to a six-year-old. No, I'm not saying no. that. I'm saying it's got to be age-appropriate, and there's some topics that might be very good to show a child, and the rating is to just make sure that they're appropriate. But if a child violates that rule that you have set up in your family, the consequence may be the loss of TV for a month and the poking out of one of their eyes. I'm just kidding. I put that in the book just to just to make sure that everybody understands. You've got to keep it light and humorous. You want to make sure we're paying attention. That's don't you? right. That's right. <laughs> you love your teen, but lately, you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens, and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. 
In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything, but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order What's Happening to My Teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. Grace has got to be something that is expressed to our kids. And at the same time, we've got to be very deliberate about what we're doing. If not, we could be so graceful with them that it just kind of falls apart. Because there is the truth that rules without relationship causes rebellion. But let me tell you something. Relationships without rules causes chaos. And so there's got to be some boundaries. We line out the paths. And, And I think that many of us have have just kind of resorted to the fact and said, you know what, I don't need to line out anything because I'm doing what God wants me to do and and he'll take care of it. Well, remember the scripture that says this, you know, man plans his steps, but God directs his path. Proverbs 16, 9. That's right. It is a working together between the two that makes it happen. And so it's it's saying to parents, God is doing his work, but he's using you in the process to make sure that that these steps are being planned. And this whole belief system is nothing but a set of steps that you can go through as God directs the path of your child. You're just kind of kind of weaving them through this life saying, go here, go here, get to this place and you'll get to a good place. You know what? That makes the job of parenting so much more joyful and meaningful to have that opportunity to mold our teens. Oh, it is. It is. And it becomes somewhat fun. You know what? I think even conflict becomes fun sometimes. Mm. Now, not the argumentative, rebellious, that kind of thing, but, but moving toward a child and saying something to them that we need to to, to set up these rules. And you have it in a world of relationship. I mean, I have the opportunity to tell kids some pretty tough stuff, but I want to make sure that I build a relationship with them. So when I communicate those things to them, they're not rebelling against me. They're upset with the rules, <laughs> but they're not taking it out on me. And usually if a child is taking it out on their parents, it's an indicator that there's a lack of relationship and you've got to engage and, and say, you know what? I need to work on the relationships within our family. You know, we've been talking today, this whole program about establishing a belief system with rules and consequences. The target is not success. Right. It's significance, true significance. Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, what is success? I mean, it's a relative term. It's, it's fleeting, you know, whatever success is measured by the world's term. But, you know, what we want is, is a, a child to, to feel content, a child to feel loved and valued and honored, that, that they're of worth. And, and you start lining all those things out. Then a job becomes secondary. Grades become secondary. How they perform in, in sports becomes secondary. And somewhere along the line, many of us parents have bought into the concept that success is measured by all these other things, and it's not. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.